0: Our bodies, the Christ, the body of Christ, the church, this youth group, there's many parts represented. And God has placed all of them exactly where he wants them. So if you're, follow the analogy, really try to track tonight. If you're a foot, you're supposed to be a foot. If you are a hand, you are supposed to be a hand. If you are an arm, you are supposed to be an arm. Because the body relies on all pieces of the, all body parts to rely and to move and function properly. PC Youth has a vast group of students, and God has placed them all here for a reason and for a purpose. Welcome back to the PC Youth Pod. Thank you for taking time to listen. We are starting a brand new series this week in 1 Corinthians. Just as the human body can't function when one body part is disregarded, the church and PC Youth can't function. When one member or one student is disregarded, even if it was just one member, just one student, the body won't function the same. It won't function how it was intended to function. Grab your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians 12 as we get into this week's message from Pastor Spencer. long tonight. I think it's already like 8 o'clock, so we're still going to dive into God's Word because that's important, and I'm excited to do that with you. I'm going to try to be tight, but God laid on my heart, and Pastor Kira and I were actually talking this week. We're going to launch this week a new four-week sermon series, diving into the book of 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Um, Paul wrote, Paul the Apostle wrote two letters to the church in Corinth years and years ago. Um, At that time, there was reports of of conflict, of unresolution within that church. And he wrote these letters as, as a guide, um, as counsel, um, some spiritual wisdom to kind of impart on that church. And how many of you know the Bible is alive and it's, and it's active and it's living and it's a living word of God? So because this is a historical letter that we're going to read, it took place a long, long time ago in history, it's still going to speak to us tonight in a real way. Just as it spoke to the Corinthian church, it's going to speak to us today, Salem, Oregon, PC Youth. And for the next four weeks, I really believe, we believe strongly that, that there's some important counsel and guidance and, and um, spiritualism that Paul's going to walk us through. So I'm really excited to launch this series. It's literally just Corinthians. We're going to dive in. Um, tonight, specifically, we're going to be reading out of 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12, the body of Christ. I'm really excited. And as we, as we dive in, I just want you to, to get the, get up right off the bat, talk about how God has intended all of us every single one of us all of creation to work together from the beginning before adam and eve were even even created and living on this earth god's intention was for humanity to live in unison to live harmonic to work together to pursue him he didn't he didn't design conflict the enemy did he didn't he didn't design unresolution he didn't design anything negative the enemy did but because of the sin of adam and eve and us we're all fallen There's a lot of conflict, there's a lot of unresolution, there's a lot of angst within our culture, within our world, sometimes even our churches, dare I say that? So God has intended all of us to live perfectly together and oftentimes, more often than not, we do not see that taking place, would you agree? All over culture today, it's a perfect example of dysfunction, utter dysfunction. It's an example of people not working as one, it's an example of conflict. You see more conflict than you do resolution in culture today. So God's intention for all people, but specifically the church, is what we're going to dive into tonight. And that's what Paul's talking about, the church in Corinth. God's plan for specifically the church was to see a community of believers, of members that lift each other up and support one another. And often, like I said, dare I say, we don't even see that taking place in churches. And to me, that's a real issue. It wasn't just the church in Corinth a long time ago that had had issues. All churches have issues because churches are full of imperfect people worshiping a perfect God. So we're in a church that's perfect because we're worshiping a perfect God, but the people within it are not perfect. So there's going to be conflict no matter what, and and that's what Paul's speaking to. And so then let's talk about, on even a smaller scale, if God created humanity to live perfectly and they don't because there's conflict, if God created the church to work perfectly together and they don't because of conflict, God would intend for PC Youth, this ministry, to work in harmony together for all of its members, for all of you students to live lifting each other up, to live challenging each other, to to be one cohesive unit pursuing Jesus together as one body. That's his intention. That would be my heart for us, but we're never going to fulfill that perfectly because we're fallen. So it should be our desire, although we're never going to get to perfection, the only thing perfect is Jesus and God, though we're never going to get there, it should be our desire to be as close to the heart of God as possible and move together as a youth ministry in perfect unison and harmony pursuing Jesus together. So that's where we're going to go tonight. I'm really excited for what the Word's going to speak. This youth, this youth ministry is a really special place. I think it's evident all around that God is doing something um, in this church, but specifically in PC Youth as well. I met probably seven new people today. Maybe, with, maybe here the past few weeks, maybe this is your first week, I met, I think, seven new people. That's encouraging. That's, a, that's evidence of God working. So this is the perfect moment that the enemy would love to come and to, and to try to create dysfunction. He would love it. In the middle of a youth ministry that is not thriving because of me, because of Corey, because of Aaron. It's not thriving because of Pastor Kira or Pastor Tom. It's thriving because of God's hand in our lives and in our youth ministry. So because God has been faithful to us, the enemy would love to come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He would love it. But let's agree tonight, as we dive into God's word, we're not going to let it happen. Amen? We're not going to let it happen. We're not going to let the momentum that we're seeing here stop because of dysfunction or angst within one another. The Bible gives us clear instruction on this and and why it's so crucial for us to move together in unison. It's important for us to understand why we all play a crucial role in what happens here. Dear Jesus, thank you for this evening. God, thank you for your your hand that has been all around this youth ministry. God, thank you for sending us Pastor Kira, who is going to be such an amazing leader, who's gonna bring so many people to know you, so many students to know you. She's gonna change so many lives by telling people about you, and God, we're just thankful for the way that you've provided, for the way you've been faithful. God, thank you for every single student that is here. You, there's a divine plan, and um, there's a d- divine plan of faithfulness that you have for each and every single one. And God, I just pray in this moment that we would understand how crucial it is to to move together, following you. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, like I said, through the Apostle Paul, he's going to give us instruction. But a little bit of, of context before we dive in, Paul is qualified was qualified and still is qualified he was qualified to address the corinthian church and he's still qualified to address us today he was qualified to address the corinthian church in his letters and he's qualified to address us today through the through the bible the reasons for that is he is a humble servant of the king he's a humble servant of king jesus he mentions early on in the in the book of first corinthians that that he wants to present the gospel in a wholesome way a wholesome and truthful way, not with eloquent, wise words or bringing glory to himself. He just wants to present the gospel to unbelievers how it is and bring glory to Jesus for dying for us. He wrote so much of the New Testament in prison because he was bold for Jesus. So many books or part of books in the New Testament were written from a prison cell because he was locked up for telling people about Jesus. I would say he's qualified to speak into the Corinthian church's life and mine and yours. I'm excited for what he's going to speak and what God's word is going to speak. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Who has their Bible? Who has their Bible? Phone counts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're actually going to start tonight in verse 12. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Set this, the Let's start clean so you can understand. Um, Paul, throughout this entire passage, is going to use an analogy of the physical human body. So my body, your body, the physical human body. He's going to use the human body as an analogy to, to compare what Christ's body should look like. He's going to demonstrate the integral pieces of the, of the body of Christ, the church. In this analogy, the human body is the church. And we're going to break it down to even a smaller scale. This youth ministry, the human body is the church. The youth ministry, the body parts, your hands, your limbs, your, your eyes, your hair, are the members of the church, you and I. The members, the students of PC Youth. So the body parts represent us, the body represents the church as a whole. So keep that analogy in your head as we dive into this passage together. It's a really, really simple analogy that Paul presents, but it's super deep and profound, and it's going to speak to us in a real way. Verse twelve, um, first Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twelve, it says this the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Right off the bat, Paul addresses the argument that you and I, that you, not me, I don't have this argument, but some of you might have this argument and say, well, Spencer, we all come to church, but we're all different people, we all come from different backgrounds, some of us are more privileged than others, some of us have different skin tones than others, some of us have more money, so how could we all exist together? He immediately addresses that argument because he says, some of you are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. Take that, take that even further. Some are some are rich, some are poor. Whatever your, your fill in the blank is, he says, we are all baptized into one body by the one spirit, Holy Spirit, and we all share that same spirit together. So it doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, whatever it is. He sets it straight and he says, yes, we're all different, but... But literally, none of us are the same. We're all different. None of us are the same. So instead of letting that be a dividing factor, let it be something to celebrate because the body of Christ is diverse. Paul immediately addresses that, and he says that no one, no one, no part of the body of Christ, sorry, I read my notes wrong. Paul immediately addresses that, and he says that no, we are all part of, we are all part of the body of Christ. Nothing else matters. So whether you're rich, poor, all those things that I said, no matter where you're at, you all matter to the body of Christ. You all matter to God. You all matter to Jesus. He makes it clear that all believers are part of one body. Uh, verse 14 says this. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. I love this. If he, he says, if the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not, a, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body as well? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? I love this. If all of us were a foot, imagine this. You're not a foot, you're a human. But all of, if all of us tonight were a foot and we were griping and mad and un, we weren't satisfied with ourselves because we weren't a hand. If you're a foot tonight and you're mad that you're not a hand, you're missing it. If you're a foot and you and you know you're a foot, and the foot says to the hand, "Oh man, I'm not part of the body because I'm not you. You are missing it." Keep going. Nowhere does it say that a hand is more important than a foot. Nowhere does it say that a that a head is more important than an arm. Paul doesn't say that. Keep reading. Verse 18. Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where He wants it. How strange would a body be if it had only one part? Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Our bodies, the Christ, the body of Christ, the church, this youth group, there's many parts represented. And God has placed all of them exactly where he wants them. So if you're, follow the analogy, really try to track tonight. If you're a foot, you're supposed to be a foot. If you are a hand, you are supposed to be a hand. If you are an arm, you are supposed to be an arm. Because the body relies on all pieces of the all body parts to rely and to move and function properly. Peace of Youth has a vast group of students, and God has placed them all here for a reason and for a purpose. So go back to that hand and foot analogy. Just like the foot says, oh, I'm not a hand, so I don't belong. In the same way, if you're here tonight, and you would say, oh, I don't belong here because I haven't grown up in church, you're missing it. If you'd say tonight, oh, I can't sing on stage, so I'm not as important to this youth group as the people that can sing on stage, you are missing it. Thank God that this youth ministry is full of students from all walks of life. Thank God that this youth ministry is full of students with different gifts. That makes us the body of Christ. That's God's desire. Imagine tonight, imagine, imagine if this room was excluded and full of students that have only gone to church their whole life. Imagine if every single student here You were only allowed to come to PC Youth if you had gone to church since you were one year old. Or, or, or imagine if you, this room was full of students that have never been to church before. Imagine that. No, we all need each other, just as the body needs an eye, a hand, and a head, and a foot, just as Paul told us, we all rely on each other. So the person that has never been the church before has a lot to learn, maybe not learn, but has a lot to, to seek after for the person that has been the church. And the person that has been the church might have something to learn about not being so self-righteous from the person that hasn't been the church. We all rely on each other. The person that can sing is just as important as the person that greets, that, that turns in the check-in cards, that passes the offering buckets. We all have different gifts. We all are a different part of the body, and we all matter very, very, our, we are all very, very important to the, to the body as a whole. The body needs every part to function properly. So if the Bible has not been clear enough for you tonight, which it should be because it's the Bible, but even if it, you need to have more explanation, you need a further illustration, I have one for you. I need one volunteer, probably a boy because I don't want to hurt the girl. I need a guy. Tyler, come on. Tyler, Tyler's new. Everybody say hi to Tyler. Okay, so Paul, Paul uses the eye and the hand example. What if the eye said, oh, I'm not a hand, so I don't belong? Or the eye can never say, I'm not a, I, the hand, I don't need you. Paul, or sorry, you're not Paul, you're Tyler. Tyler, you have a set of functioning eyes and a set of functioning hands, correct? I know, so. You have glasses, I have glasses too. Functioning eyes, functioning hands. Can you catch a football? I, know. I think, I don't know if you think this, but I think you would need your eyes and your hands to catch a football, right? Okay, let's try it. Your eyes and your hands are working. Nice catch. Give it up for Tyler, okay? Yes, All right. So, Tyler, imagine now your eyes said, hands, I don't need you. Like your eyes started talking or something. They said, hands, I don't need you. Your hands don't exist. Do you think you can catch a football still? Let's try it. Oh, my. I think he needs his hands and his eyes. For for the sake of it, what if your hands told your eyes they don't need you? What if your hands told your eyes they don't need you? You're going to, I'm not going to throw it hard. But your eyes are closed. Your eyes don't exist anymore. He still needs, thank you, Tyler. Can you give it up for Tyler? I think that's an athlete. You can sit down. Thank you, buddy. To demonstrate that further, it is clear that a body needs to exist of all parts. You need your eyes to catch a football. You need your hands to catch a football. You can't have one or the other. You have to have both. So if you are an eye in this analogy, you exist, and you are important, and you are imperative to the functioning of the entire body. If you are hand, the same is true. We need you here. If you are foot, you matter to piece of youth. You need to be here because you help it function. I hope you're following. I hope you're following. Verses 22 through 26 says this. In, the, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weak and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard, regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect... Those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to the parts that have less dis- dignity. Don't miss this. This makes for harmony among the members. Um, He's talking about the members of the church, the members and students of PC Youth. This makes for harmony so that all members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suf- suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. The human body cares for itself in every single part. If you, if you get a cut on your hand, your blood will immediately rush to that, to that, that cut, and it's going to start to heal. If you, if you get a bruise on your knee, you feel throbbing, that's because blood is rushing to that part of the body to heal and care for itself. The body needs all parts to care for itself. The church body must care for itself as well. PC Youth must care for itself and its members and its students well. So that there will be peace. So that the goal that we are all striving for can be achieved. Our mission statement here is to, to provide a community for all exist to encounter and encounter Jesus. All students can exist here. All body parts can exist here. But our goal is that we encounter Jesus in a real way and meet him. So we need all body parts, all students, all members functioning together in unison to achieve that goal. Because if one body part is doing this and the other is doing this and this body part doesn't care about the rest, we're not going to function in unison and our goal will probably not be achieved. It is imperative that we care for all students with honor and gladness. Did you hear me? It's imperative that we care for all students with honor and gladness. Worship team, will you join me up on the stage please? Don't lose sight on where God has brought us, how faithful he has been. Are you guys following the analogy tonight? Does it make sense? Don't lose sight on where God has brought us, us, how faithful he has been. I believe God, I believe this so strongly, I believe that God has blessed this youth ministry because the students within it deeply care about Jesus, but they also care about each other. You, PCU students, I believe that God has been faithful to us because you care about Jesus and you care about your relationship with him. But at the same time, you also care about those around you. Do not stop doing that. Don't stop pursuing Jesus and don't stop caring for those around you. Like I said, the enemy would love to come and to get in between us and cause little tension and to cause little little drama and little things that we're going to dwell on for four weeks. Instead of fighting each other, build each other up. Don't lose sight on where God has brought us. When a new student walks into these doors, a new body part in the analogy, when a new student walks into these doors, there should be a flock of people waiting to greet them and to make them to feel welcome and to care for them. When there is a student within PCU that is hurting, the rest of the body should come around that student and lift them up, bring care where it is needed. When there is a breakthrough in one of our students' lives, that is reason to celebrate. When one student gives their life to the Lord, we need to have a party. We need to function together, caring for each other, building each other up, lifting each other up. We're all here for a reason, every single one of you. And some of you might be questioning that tonight. If you're here for the first time and you're wondering what I'm talking about, I'm just talking about a bunch of random body parts and I threw a football at a new kid. If you're confused... I promise you're here for a reason, and I believe it's because God wanted you to exist as part of this body. He wanted you to exist as a body of Christ as a whole, but he wanted you to exist in this youth ministry as well. I met seven new people. If you've been here two or three weeks, and, and you're not sure if you want to stick around, I promise you're here for a reason. If this is your 100th time, and you, and you feel like you don't have purpose here you feel like you feel like you don't know what's next you feel like you don't belong I promise that you have purpose here and, and you're here for a reason you're an integral body part of what takes place at PC youth we all exist together as the body of Christ and we have our each have our own unique giftings to offer so the end of this passage in verse 27 it says this now you are the body of Christ and individually the members of it now you are PC Youth and individually the students within it. God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Earnestly desire the highest gifts, Paul tells us. In a nutshell, he's saying we all bring something to the table. We all have a gift. We've talked about gifts a lot in the past few weeks. You all have a God-given gift that God has placed in your life to be able to use to glorify him. Not all of us sing. Not all of us speak on a microphone. Not all of us greet people. But whatever your thing is, it's a unique gift that God has given you, given you and you are called to utilize it for the kingdom of God. You are called to give it back to him to, to, to help make a functioning body, to help make a functioning youth ministry because we couldn't do a service without the worship team. We couldn't do a service without the basketball hoops. We couldn't do a service without the, the people in the check-in team. We couldn't do a service with the student that comes faithfully every single week and welcomes new people. If one piece were missing, it would not function as it's supposed to. We couldn't do service without a tech team. We've tried to do it before and it doesn't work well. You all bring something to the table, and it is imperative that you offer it not to me, not to Peace of Youth, not even to the church, but to God. You're called to care for the rest of the body. You're called to care for the student that you might not get along with. Maybe there's a student. At youth, and you don't want to come every week because they're here. I'm being real. You're called to, to care for that person because you are part of the same body. Not even just in PC Youth, but the church. All believers are meant to call, to care for one another. All, all believers are meant to, to wrap their arms around people when they're hurting. Culture is all about division. We made it clear earlier, there's not much resolution within culture. It's all about division. It's all about its own way. It doesn't lift and support others. Culture is selfish. Culture is greedy. I'm talking about people that are existing and and living in culture. Culture is dysfunctional. It doesn't function properly. I'm calling us tonight. I'm, I'm begging you tonight to be different than culture. Paul, The Bible tonight is instructing us, giving us guidance to to not be dysfunctional like culture is, but to function properly and to exist and and to build up the church and to build up one another and and to be a functioning part of the body. Be a youth group that sets the standard for what it looks like to love God and love people. Imagine if PC Youth was known citywide, maybe statewide, for being a ministry that, that you can expect to walk in and feel welcome, to feel love, to feel support. The church needs, needs one another. Imagine if that was what we were known for, for being a group of students that are pursuing Jesus individually, yes, but also pursuing him as a team, as a unit, as a body. And when a new body part wants to join, we're open arms. We're here for you. Come. Come be part of this team. Imagine if that's what we were known for. We were known for love, compassion, and acceptance for all, not just some. Strive to fill the desire of God's heart. Strive to fill the desire of this youth ministry that God has. I'm not saying we're gonna be perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us in here are perfect, but to the best of our ability, it should be our goal to be as close to the desire of God's heart as possible. And his desire for you and for me, for the church, is success, is breakthrough, is eternity with him. And I promise you this, if, if we are a place that is known for dysfunction, if we are a place that does not cooperate well with one another, people will not want to come and people will not meet Jesus. Hopefully they meet them, meet him somewhere else. But if all of our goal here collectively is to to lead people to Jesus, we need to be a place where people can come and exist and encounter him and feel welcome. So I'm gonna ask you to stand with me tonight. This is really simple, I know we're going long, but if tonight is the night that you want to commit with the students that are here, you individually want to commit with all of the students that are around you and all that call PC Youth their home, if you want to commit to pursuing Jesus first individually, but also together as one body in unison, in harmony, to see more and more lives changed for Jesus, if you want to commit to doing that together, come forward. I believe right now, come forward, that every seat should be empty. I'm the first one up here. If you want to commit to pursuing Jesus as one body, not as a bunch of individual body parts, because an eye by itself is not going to function. A hand by itself is not going to function. A foot by itself is not going to function. But an eye and a hand and a foot and all other body parts functioning together is something beautiful that God created. So if you want to commit to that tonight, thank you for coming. Thank you. I'm the first one up here. I know this might have been a little bit of a different message and it's, Maybe an interesting analogy for some of you, but it's, it's very biblical. God created the body, the human body, perfectly, and he desires for the church to function the same way. He desires for this youth ministry to function the same way. Thank you for committing to being part of this. And I hope you hear my heart tonight. I'm not here preaching this message because I think we have a problem in the way we interact with, the, with one another. I don't think it's a widespread thing, but I, I do know that the enemy would love to come and to and to kill and to, to squash what is happening here. And we're agreeing right now in this moment to not let it happen. The enemy has no place here. The enemy has no room in this room. The Holy Spirit is welcome here, not the enemy. Thank you for committing to building God's church. It's not us that's building it, it's him. He said he'll build his church. But thank you for being committed to being part of it. To stay caught up with everything happening, check us out at peopleschurch.com as well as on Instagram at PC Youth Salem.